Hello, and welcome to Wander Stories. This is a podcast by Susan Lanier Graham from wanderwithwonder.com. I've spent the past couple of decades wandering, both around the world and across the street, looking for what I like to call wow moments. During that time, I've had some incredible experiences and connected with so many amazing people. I want to share some of those moments with you in my favorite wander stories. So come along with me and let's wander. You can always find more episodes and great stories online at wanderwithwonder.com. Find all the episodes of Wander Stories on your favorite podcast app, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Welcome to another Wednesday of Wander Stories. And this is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving here in the United States. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. In the spirit of giving thanks, I have really thought about my most amazing wow moments. And that's for me, I travel to find those. And if you check out wanderwithwonder.com, you will see that wow moments might be in a tiny little sidewalk cafe or standing on the banks of the Mediterranean or looking out across the Indian Ocean as the sun sets, standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon or horseback riding with my granddaughter. The moments can come when we open ourselves up. And one of my favorite places in the world is the south of France, the little town of Antibes. People ask me this all the time as a travel writer, where's your favorite place in the world? And it's hard because I've had some amazing experiences. But the south of France is probably for me my favorite place. I have discovered beautiful little villages there. Uh, Love the village of Castillon. I would really enjoy going back there. It is near Avignon. But still, Antibes is special. I was there the first time 15 years ago. Uh, (laughs) It was the first time I had flown into France. It was the first time I had really been in um, the south of France. Now, I had lived five years in Germany, right on the near the French border. So I had been in the countryside in Alsace-Lorraine, but I had not been really explored. I had not explored France. So I flew into Paris and then quickly <laughs> caught a very small plane to Nice. Uh, Landed in the airport there, and it was a gorgeous sunny day. I am told there are more than 300 of those sunny days on the Côte d'Azur each year. And as I I had a car, met me in the airport in Nice, and took me, I, I think it's about 30, 40 minutes to Antibes, winding along the Mediterranean. And the words of Victor Hugo came to mind. He actually wrote about Antibes and his quote, everything here is radiant. Everything is in bloom. Everything seems, sings. 
The sun, women, love are all at home here. My eyes and my soul are dazzled. And I felt that as I was driving along the coast, dazzled. And I hadn't even gotten out to explore yet. That first day, I was on assignment. It was work, um, amazing work. I'm very fortunate. Um, but it was a much different day than when I would go back 15 years later. So that first day, I was writing about luxury hotels, you know, fine dining. And I stayed at Hotel Juana. Hotel Juana was newly remodeled at that time. I'm sure it has undergone uh, changes even since then. But it was a 1930s hotel. Really just, I felt the elegance the moment I walked in the lobby. They had a vintage 1930s Stigler elevator. The, the iron cage, really, that you get in and it takes you up to your room. The rooms were very lovely, understated, simple, really pulling on that Art Deco decor that fits the history of the hotel. And I pulled open the drapes and my breath caught as I viewed the expanse of blue water melding with blue sky. It was just unbelievable. The Mediterranean was, it looked from there to be three or four blocks away. I don't even think it was that far. I watched the guests sunbathing around the pool, and there were people sitting on the patio under umbrellas at the restaurant. But I looked, and I sort of mapped out, so I crossed the street, go through the park, wind through some of the little shops, and then I'll be at the waterfront. So I set out. I had just had a long international flight, but get right into it so I'm not tired. And I strolled through the little shops, trying out my bonjour, bonjour, and merci, which I do not speak French, which you will see as I talk about this, it, the places I visited, I apologize up front for my French. But I really, really loved just exploring that day and wandering. I watched the old men playing bocce ball in the park. It was so much fun. Sipping a cup of coffee, just watching. And everything just felt dazzling, to quote Victor Hugo, dazzling. So I woke up the next morning and they brought breakfast to my room. And that was my first time of real French pastries. Oh my goodness. So amazing. I could smell the fresh bread and those butter croissants were amazing. There is just the right crunch to the crust and then soft on the inside. I had a lovely cup of tea. And then I found the chocolate croissant. These are not like anything you get here. This is not the chocolate croissant at Starbucks. Not even close. It is just warm with a bitter chocolate that just plays a melody in your mouth. 
And it is still, breakfast in France is probably one of my favorite things. Also discovered they have the best yogurt in the entire world. So just really a pleasure starting my starting my day in Antibes. I had a tour guide that morning that took me around the the town, um, the tourism office. And this is the case in most towns, uh, particularly in Europe. You can go to the tourism office and book a guide that will show you the town. You know, a couple of hours with a guide can really open your eyes to a place. And that is what my guide, I'll never forget, his name was Peter. He took me out. We ambled through the old town. So Antibes was a Roman town, and there are sections of the original ramparts that are still visible. And you walk through, uh, there's a large pedestrian area with the old cobblestone streets. You don't have to worry about cars. You just amble along. So our first stop that that morning was at the market, at the Provencal market. This is probably my favorite market in the world. And as I said, I made the trip back again just two years ago. So, you know, a decade passed. And that market is still everything I remembered. Uh, It's every Tuesday through Sunday morning. And you have to go in the mornings because they close up in the afternoons. And it runs September through May um, on Tuesday through Sunday. And then during the summer months, it's every day. So June, July, August, you can go every day. But September through May, it's Tuesday through Sunday. I walked the aisles, just rows and rows of French cheeses, and you can sample. There were tables filled with spices, spices I had never even heard of. And of course, Herbes de Provence that I always bring back when I go because they are more fresh there than anywhere else. Uh, vegetables fresh from the garden, the biggest heirloom tomatoes. I still remember those tomatoes were so amazing. Uh, fresh baked bread. You can smell the bread and olives, 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 every different kind of olive. They grow everywhere there. So you can buy them in the market and the tapenade. There was, there was this one stall, the guy made just Buckets of tapenade, so it's it's capers, olives, olive oil, just simple and nothing better than a little bit of of tapenade on a crusty piece of bread. Mm. So after that, that morning we went to the absinthe bar. It's just just off the market, still there, and this was um, you wind down narrow winding stairs. And this was an absinthe bar that Van Gogh frequented when he lived there. It was it was very much a part of the turn of the century France's bohemian scene, and absinthe was all the rage. And so, you know, I'm walking down these stairs, and I'm imagining all the musicians and artists and writers that would have walked down these same little stairs. Now, it was early in the morning. By then, it was maybe 10, 10.30. So the proprietor and my guide were very eager to show me how to actually drink absinthe. So the owner went to one of the tall glass urns at the bar 
and filled it with four parts ice water, ice, cold water, and one part absinthe. And then you have a silver slotted absinthe spoon that goes over the lip of a glass and you put a sugar cube on top of that. Carefully turn the valve so a small amount of liquid pours out over the sugar and down into the glass. So you drink the absinthe with just the sugar that's, that it's touched pouring over it. Now, I am not a fan of absinthe. It has a flavor of licorice or anise, which I do not like. So I took a little sip. It was also 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but uh, the owner and, and my guide both downed their drinks quickly. So then we wandered along Antibes after that and went to the Picasso Museum. So the, uh, the museum is inside of Chateau Grimaldi, which was built by the Grimaldi family. Uh, they lived in it um, until 1608. So this is, remember, everything seems longer in Europe. So they lived there until 1608. <laughs> um, and then it passed along. But it has been part of the museum since 1928. In 1946, Picasso set up a studio in part of the castle and spent several months there. And over those next few years, he gave the museum 28 paintings, 54 drawings, and 79 pieces of ceramic work. So the museum was renamed after Picasso. So it is now the Picasso Museum. It was renamed in 1949. And it is one of the best collections of Picasso's work anywhere. So then it was time for lunch because, you know, when you're in France, you can't go more than two hours without eating something. <laughs> so we went to, and again, I apologize for my French. We went to a little tiny community called Commune Libre du Safranier. It translates to the free commune, commune of Le Safranier. It's this little section of the old town and it works to retain the traditions and ensure that the flavor of the neighborhood remains untouched. So it's very traditional, tiny little area. And we found a table outside at the tavern there. This looked like what I would call, you know, if it were here in the U.S., it was a dive, but really simply amazing. This massive plate of fresh seafood was our first course. The biggest langoustine. So these are shrimp that are not quite as big as lobster, but almost massive langoustines. And just a collection of seafood. And the owner explained that he had picked the fish fresh that morning from the fishermen in the market, which I would have a chance to see later that they bring those fish in fresh to a different market um, early in the morning. So there were there were different types of fish. There were the langoustines, mussel, squid, cooked in all different ways. And then they brought us this beautiful sea bass cooked inside of this really amazing pastry and then finished that with fresh fruit and little tarts. So that was absolutely wonderful. And then I decided it was time to walk. There is nothing better than walking the coastline on the Côte d'Azur. You are looking out over the Mediterranean. It's rocky. The waves crash in. 
And so we went on to uh, the spit of land that's known as Cap d'Antibes. So it is the Cape. And the road winds from the old town out through Juan, which is more modern with some high-rise waterfronts, hotels, that kind of thing. And then a quiet neighborhood that is home to the rich and famous. My favorite was the Hotel du Cap Eden Rock. So it old hotel, opened in 1870, one of the most luxurious hotels anywhere. It uh, Ernest Hemingway has visited there, you know, Rita Hayworth, Marlena Dietrich, Charles de Gaulle, so the greats, politicians and movie stars alike. We kept walking along. The Hotel Belle Reve is there. This was the former hotel, or home, I'm sorry, of F. Scott Fitzgerald. Today it is a hotel that uh, has preserved a lot of the original furniture and decorations. And then we got to where we could get out and start walking, really walking. And it was the the path at the end of the beaches on the eastern half of the Cap d'Antibes. Absolutely breathtaking walk. And so you, you have some rough areas where you have to walk across rocks and you know, you're really right on the coast. And then you get to the island rock gardens. So this is beautiful. These are maintained by the city. These are gardens surrounding the Island Rock Mansion. So a wealthy Dutchman completed Island Rock in 1867. It was designed by the same architects who created the Paris and Monte Carlo Opera Houses. So opulent Italian-style villa. Over the years, it's changed hands. One owner added a garden, and then that's been the backdrop for lots of movies. Today, you can wander the gardens during daylight hours. There are guided tours of the villa, um, usually one day a week. So I had a lovely afternoon and then decided to head back, had some time to rest <laughs> before it was time for another meal. And again, really after those flavors of Provence, and so dinner was just this magnificent feast at a restaurant called Le Vumour, overlooking the water. It was absolutely perfect that night. And the restaurant was done in deep red tones. Uh, again, fabulous, fabulous tapenade. Uh, an asparagus soup, I still remember. And more... Sea bass, we had veal, we had langoustine. It was just a feast, really. It was a beautiful, the roasted duck. I And everything, we were there during truffle season. So we had truffle-infused mashed potatoes and absolutely fabulous. And of course, at the end of dinner, you have the cheese cart. No French meal is complete without the cheese cart. It, you know, so literally, I waddled back to the hotel and fell into bed. the The next day was my final day in Antibes, and again, started it off with my chocolate croissant, and then I went to the port and went sailing. So we spent the morning sailing on the sea between the coast and the Laurence Islands. Um, there on the islands is this massive castle that was made famous in the movie The Man in the Iron Mask. It was just, you know, like you looked out, you see the white sails dotting the horizon. And I really felt like that day, 
this is the place I was meant to be. This is where I have waited my entire life to discover. We went back and we had lunch waiting for us at a little uh, Keller Plage, which is French for beach. Um, on Keller Beach was a restaurant called Les César. Yellow umbrellas, blue trim, looking out over the ocean, or I'm sorry, the Mediterranean, not the ocean, but it feels like it when you're there. Beautiful blue water. There were children playing in the sand just a short ways away. It was a spectacular day. And I talked about in my last episode, rainbow sprinkles and cupcakes. You have to think of those moments. For me, that day, sitting on that beach was one of those perfect moments that when I get in my head and I'm tired, I can think back to, this is all worth it because I have these amazing wow moments. So that was that was my last day in, in Antibes, like I said, 15 years ago. The next morning, I watched the sun turn the water brilliant colors, and I absolutely realized why so many artists sought out this place. It was inspiring. Nature's canvas filled with sights and sounds and fragrances like nothing I'd found anywhere else. Victor Hugo was right. My eyes and my soul were dazzled. So I decided two years ago to take my husband back there. We had, I had to be in Spain for uh, a conference. I spoke at a conference there. And then we had about 10 days before I had to be in Italy for a work trip. So rather than flying back and forth, we decided we would meet and take a very much needed 10 days in the south of France. So we took the train from Barcelona across France and had a couple of days in Antibes. So this time I did it much differently. I stayed at a little B&B. We found this beautiful, uh, or not a B&B, a, a flat that we found through Airbnb. And it was right over that market, the Provençal market. Our window looked down onto the market. So every morning, we could hear all the people in the market. You know, I wasn't there to get a late sleep and have quiet. I was there to live like a local for just a couple of days. And we did. We went downstairs and we ate at the at the one of the pubs that was right below our flat. We walked in the markets. We bought bread and tapenade and cheese and sat by the harbor and watched the yachts come and go as we sat there and had a picnic. We wandered through the stores. We wandered through the park, had coffee in sidewalk cafes. Our one extravagance, we wanted a really nice meal out. I couldn't remember at the time. I've since looked it up and found, and I talked earlier about Le Fumour, <laughs> um, where I had had dinner the decade earlier, but I couldn't remember. So we asked some of the locals there, where is the place where we need to go for dinner? We want an amazing dinner. 
And so they suggested this place. I didn't recognize it. I thought that the, the backdrop, I said, no, where I ate before, I think it was near here. But I remembered when I was in the restaurant 15 years ago, it had been very dark red. This one was not. It was light and bright, but so classic with those French soups and, of course, you know, massive amounts of dinner. And and I, I think my husband had veal. I had sea bass. It was filled with amazing flavors. And the cheese cart at the end. You can't go without the cheese cart. And it was only after I got home that I realized it was the same restaurant I had eaten at a decade earlier. And still the best, best place. So Le Vumures, <laughs> M-U-R-S. And I'm sure I'm totally slaughtering that name. But it was it was an amazing experience. I feel as if there is something there that calls my name. So that's one of those places that I have discovered that I would love to go back and explore a little more. I Just being there, it feels good. And I feel like I am part of walking history when I'm there. So those are wonder stories for today, all on the south of France, the Côte d'Azur, looking out over the Mediterranean from the little town of Antibes. So until next time, enjoy. Find those moments where you say wow, no matter where it is, whether it is around the world or across the street. We'll talk to you next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving.